Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hello, Going There Girlies. Week two of our series, You Asked, We're Answering. Because we are just a wealth of knowledge in whatever we say Do goes. I sound like a announcer? Because that like... used to be my job in college. Did you know that I announced? Yes, you told me this. Like whatever, Mizzou, baseball and softball. And I would sit there. Part of my job at Learfield Athletics. I thought it was at Truman. I didn't know it was. Oh, no, I never did that Truman. Oh. It was like part of my internship mm, with Learfield. I would sit up so there funny. and be like, and so-and-so is on base one. I'm like, cool. That's so funny. Yeah. I think about those old school, you know, when who was the lady our moms are like screaming at our voices right now? Like, you remember when talk radio used to be such a big thing? Yeah. And it was like, ask her. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, it was a very popular voice. Like, I can picture it in my head. It's like, people would call in and she had this like soothing voice and she would say, well. I don't know. It just kind of reminds me of like Dr. Phil or something. Yeah. yeah. Phil, Phil vibes. You asked where man. Why is it when I find myself on a reel of Dr. Phil or something that I'm so intrigued by these people that he finds on? I've told you Andrew's obsession with Dr. Phil. My husband's know. obsessed with Dr. Phil, guys. He's probably really embarrassed I'm sharing this actually, but it's not like hidden. But he watches Dr. Phil like often, not like every day or every week, but like often he gets on these kicks because I think genuinely he's like so intrigued by the psychology that Dr. Phil uses on how to talk to these people who like genuinely believe like crazy things. And so he just thinks it's interesting. He's like, I think it's really cool how he like reasons with the unreasonable and then gets them to a place of reason. He's like, it's very interesting to me. So he watches it like all the time. I never thought about this. What kind of doctor? Is he a psychiatrist, psychologist? I actually don't know. I've always been like Dr. Phil. And it's so funny to me that you have these people that like they believe Dr. Phil, like he is such an authority figure to them. Like they go on his show and it's like they've been crazy. They've been eating their laundry detergent for six years. But finally, Uh when Dr. Phil tells them it's bad for Yeah, something like that. Pika? Pika. Pika? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, they're eating like nail polish out of the thingies. Yeah. So I don't know if we're Dr. Phil level, but... Let's hope not, actually. Or what was that lady's... Like, ask so-and-so. It used to be like this old famous radio show. Anyways. I'm calling in because I have a question. I don't know what to do with this relationship. This is how he's treated me. No, seriously. And blah, blah. Some people, though, like I listen to certain podcasts where they will do like a question. Maybe we should start doing that at some of our episodes, like a listener question. Yeah. But some of them like if I am listening to a Christian podcast, obviously, sometimes they have to do with like specific Christian topics. But if I listen to pop culture podcasts and they do those segments, the questions that people will ask, I'm like, you made this up. This is not your life. Okay, well, it's actually kind of funny because our church is currently doing a series for kids. Our Crossing Kids mm-hmm. is doing oh, yeah. a series called like Ask a Pastor or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Or it's Pest a Pastor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like all these like kind of little questions that kids ask you that you're like, I don't know how to answer that. Like, what the heck, you know? And so they're asking, I mean, we have a bunch of pastors on staff. And so they're asking and these pastors are coming in and it's so funny. Like the most recent one was Keith was answering, is God lonely? I saw that. Yeah. And or does like, God oh, need friends or yeah, whatever? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is good. Because, like, you know, kids just ask, like, well, what happens? Yeah. Give me an answer. Yeah. 
you know. I think it's really cute. Well, here we are answering these. These are the most frequent topics you guys have asked us about. I mentioned this on the intro episode, but I'll say again, some of this might feel repetitive if you were like an OG, you listened to every episode. Although GTOG. If Christian and I forget episodes that we've recorded or we forget exactly like what we talked about on each episode, I'm sure you hearing these things again are and we're not. learning new things all the time. Yeah. We have different takes on things. Yep. So we are jumping into another episode kind of talking through life balance. We got a lot of questions on like, how do I balance it all? I'm really struggling with that. Yeah, I wanted to read off some of the specific questions. I didn't pull those up. But a bunch of the specific questions that we got pertaining to this life balance idea was, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I am an employee. How do I balance all these things? Or I'm feeling really stressed as a mom. How do I make time for friendships? Or I feel like I have no time and therefore I'm really impatient with my husband or my kids. Like, how do you guys suggest doing kind of quote it all? And so we kind of wanted to take all of those types of questions and talk all about life balance because I even kind of just laugh because I feel like even Samantha, you and I covering this, I like feel like it's like dramatic to say this or triggering, but I feel like kind of like a recovered life balance type person because I think I used to pursue life balance those words really and recognize very quickly like what do I actually even mean by that and so I kind of think we have to start there like what do we mean by life balance is balance even a thing that we're called to or what is that how is it defined and I think that's even kind of confusing place to start yeah there's a lot of topics we'll talk about and I don't feel super confident because I feel like I'm in the middle of them this is a topic that I really do feel like obviously always being refined I'm even recently on the other side of in a season of it like it's even changed recently for me but I feel really confident in speaking boldly about this because I have gone through it and we did do an episode that is really clearly in my head about like how full is your plate. And so some of that might come into this. We'll mark that one down. I'm trying to think of other ones we've done too. Well, and I think as we talk more about this, other ones that came into play that we recently did were like the social media episode and the like wellness check one, the spiritual wellness check, because I think we talked about a lot of the dynamics of when your life feels busy, what are the red flags? So let's just start there. We kind of talked about this whole series. We want to talk about what does the world say about these things? And then what does the Bible say about them? And then how do we live out in that tension of following the Bible when we live in this world? So I think the world sees busyness. I mean, it is the cliche thing. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm so busy. How's your week been? Oh, it's so busy. And I think busyness is just seen as kind of a stamp of value, of worth, of importance, of authority. And I think I for sure in the past have fallen into that. I still do now. I can't act like I never do. But I think it's an easy response to when someone says, how are you? Or how's your week been? Or how was your summer? Right now, I feel like I'm asking a lot of people that like, how was your summer? And they're like, oh, so busy. Or how was the start of the school year? Oh, so busy. And it's like, what do we actually mean by that? I mean, I think it's like probably just a cliche answer, but I do think we all feel this sense of being busy means I'm important. Being busy means that I'm filling my time with good things. Busyness means that I have important things to do and important people to see. Mm -hmm. And I am important. People need yes. me a part of their their little board. They want my kid on their team. They need me to volunteer for that committee at school. Like there's all these things. And I think I've even been guilty of looking at people who like don't do much with their free time. And I think like, you guys don't do anything. Like, where's your club? Where's your sport? Where's your whatever? And it's like, the reason sometimes this topic is so hard 
is because we can all sit and say like everyone has different capacity for certain things. Everyone's jobs require different emotional and like physical time capacity from them. Everyone's kids needs are different. Some kids thrive doing a lot of activities and that's good for them where others like need their own alone time. So this really has to be so individualized. Like you cannot take what we're saying here and say, oh, that person isn't involved in X, Samantha and Christian said this, so that is what's true. Yeah, I mean, it's just like we all have to be weary of just looking at ourselves. This is not something that I think you can look at other people's lives and determine whether they're healthy or not. And actually, there are people that it's clearly unhealthy because I do think at the end of the day, you can say we have a bigger capacity in this way, but it's like we all have the same 24 hours in a day. It is impossible to do it all. We all know that, but we act like we can do most all of it. And I think what we're chasing is like feel like we can do it, but also we're needing to feel peace about it. So like in some ways, doing those things fills our cup socially, fills our like, oh, I'm a good parent or like my child's getting good life interaction with other kids by like doing that sports team, doing that. And so it's almost like we're chasing this feeling of peace that like when we lay down in bed at night, like we're gonna feel good because we did a lot of things. And I'm just in this season of learning that it's actually been... opposite for me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Well, we live in like an achieving world. So this speaks to me as an Enneagram three achiever that I'm like, we all feel this sense of like peace or control when we have controlled all the things in our life. I put air quotes around that control because we're not really controlling those things, but we have the sense that we are in control. I think it's easy. We're talking about this recently of people could argue we live in one of the smartest ages that have ever existed. Like we have access to so much knowledge that we as people know so many things, but we are not any more wise. The Bible talks a lot about wisdom and discerning wisdom, finding wisdom, growing in wisdom. Yeah, that was my whole thing with social media. I'm like, we're knowing all this stuff, but we're not gaining in wisdom. Yes. And so I would argue that we do all these things that it's hard in this conversation to point out because I think we could all sit there and take kind of recon of our lives. All of these things that we're quote unquote busy with are probably good things. They are good things like we are trying to organize our family to the best of our ability. We're trying to get groceries ordered so that we can seamlessly pick our groceries up, pick our kids up from school, get home, make dinner, have time with a family. We're busy putting our kids in sports or putting our kids in Sunday school or vacation Bible school because we want them to learn about the Bible. And so we're rushing from this thing to this thing. And so I think that's a hard point about this is that all of these things are probably good things. But when we look at the Bible, what are we actually being called to? We're being called to steward what God has given us well. And so I think we kind of have to dissect what are we actually called to steward. And one of the first things being our home, one of the first things being our family, And then also being like our community. So we are called into a family. We're called into community. And that's what makes all of this pretty like fuzzy and full of tension. Yeah, I kind of wanted to start too with thinking through. I was sharing this on the social media episode, how we can just kind of be going through things in life. And you're just going through what your habits are, how your schedule is already set up. And sometimes it's just easier to not have to reevaluate and think of them, but how important it is. And I say we operate, we talk about how we operate in semesters a lot because we live in a college town. But I actually think if you have kids, you're probably operating a lot in semesters because your kids start school or anyone, if you're in college, even if you're out of college, it just kind of operates that way. There's like fall sports and there's spring sports. There's football in the fall. There's There's a fall break. There's a spring break. Whatever. 
Yep. There's changing weather. Like that can be a good marker in our minds of like, hey, let me evaluate what is on my plate for this season. And let me make sure I'm not a fool in thinking that it needs to look the same. Just because I have done this women's Bible study for the past six years doesn't mean that this year it's working for my life anymore. And I think what I'm learning is it actually takes humility to do that because I'm looking at like, what does God want of my time? Not what do I want of my time? And I wanted to start by reading the scripture. It's in Ephesians 5.15 because we want to look at what the Bible says. We can kind of keep talking through like what the world says versus the Bible, but I want to make sure we include scripture. And so it says, look carefully then at how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And I remember thinking of this as I was like walking through the season, the summer, praying through, okay, what do I want this fall to look like? What are my responsibilities that I can't take off? But then saying, God, how do you want me to use my time? Because maybe there are seasons where I don't feel like it's important to volunteer at school, but you have a plan for me in meeting some moms that that could really be a good thing. I don't know. I just don't think we stop often and say, God, how do you want me to use my time? Not what works best for me in my life and my family. Well, and once again, we're brought to a place of humility. I mean, we talked about this last week with our sharing the gospel. Like it comes down to humility of actually thinking, gosh, it's actually not about me. When we got a lot of these questions, it's like, how am I a wife? How am I a mother? How am I an employee? How do I do all the things? And I think the answer to that, that's kind of why I said that at the very beginning of like, I kind of like laugh at the whole life balance thing because recognizing when you recognize like it's actually not a balance, like God's not calling me into a balance. He's calling me to himself. That is the only thing I'm really called to. And so I have to then learn in wisdom and in step with my creator, what are you calling me into from calling me to you? And so I think it takes a lot of humility to say, you've probably heard me say this before because it brings me a ton of comfort as someone who finds a lot of comfort in achieving it equally brings me more comfort to think, oh gosh, yeah, God also made me a finite person. And that takes a ton of humility as me, Christian Nunes, wanted to sit down and say, gosh, I can't do it all this week. I can't do it all today. I am coming out of a week and just a season like emotionally really hard for me and something I've never really experienced before. And it's been really humbling and really interesting for me to navigate. Like I've never felt like this before, that I've never felt this just finite in that like I genuinely can't do it all. I feel like I'm either doing too much or I'm not doing enough. And it's really just made me get humble before God to say, hey, what do you want to teach me in this? Like, where are you wanting to break me down for me to learn something more about your character instead of being obsessed with myself? Yeah, really is what it comes down to reality. And there's been some things that recently I've said no to that I'm like, wait, like I feel weird. I want my daughter to do that extra activity. Like that seems so fun. And my friends are doing that together and she wants to do that. But it's like that again, takes humility to say, it's really not always about what I think sounds fun and what will feel good and comforting to me. Maybe there's seasons where it would be nice to have that connection. Like I was saying with the school volunteering or whatever, but really seeking God in all of our decisions, I think it makes things so much easier to say yes and no to. And you feel a lot of peace when you follow God's direction in those things. I think it can feel like we're over-spiritualizing. Like how do I decide what to do in life? Oh, we'll seek God and you'll know. It's like, there is kind of truth to that. I feel the most peace when I'm following God in those decisions and not just living on my own accord. Well, again, the Bible talks a ton about wisdom. And so when we look to, hey, this is what the world says about it. Obviously, we all 
want to be busy. We want that title because we want the importance. Well, what do we see in the Bible? We see that Jesus, first and foremost, spends time with God, his father, his creator, all the time. He talks to him all the time. He is in communion with him all the time. We see it specifically like in Luke 5, 16, when he withdraws and goes to the garden to talk with God prior to having big conversations with his disciples. He seeks wisdom there first. So I think we have to use that. I mean, we're called to use that as our our example to say, if I'm going to live like Jesus did, then I am going to have a busy schedule. I'm going to be going over to people's houses for dinner. I'm going to be discipling these 12 people (laughs) that I have really changing a whole world. I mean, that's like a way bigger task than any of us have on our hands. But Jesus was not like a lazy person. He was traveling a ton, walking around a ton, meeting people a ton. But his first priority was, let me meet with God first and let me set my sight on what he's calling me to. Let me remind myself. And that was his first priority. And I think we have to use that in step in our lives today because all of these things really are probably good things. And so it's hard to weed them out. You said it so well, like God directed then his daily steps. Like I think we see a lot. He randomly goes to the well, like we were talking about in our last episode and meets with a woman because it's not like he functioned on this tight, rigid schedule where he's like, I don't have time to talk to you at this well because I need to get to this dinner with all these Pharisees where I'm going to be sharing the gospel. No, like he had purpose to his day, but he didn't have rigid plans. And I think that was kind of the first phase for me in this whole journey of like figuring out schedule and life and just feeling peace about how my family operates and how I feel like I operate with my day-to-day is realizing, wow, I don't have any space in my calendar to do something random for a friend or to say yes to something. Like I'm always having to plan something three to four weeks out. And there's sometimes validity and reality in that with people, but I hated how that felt. And so I think we look at Jesus's life and the way he lived, he was not rigid and tied to such a structured plan. You can say culturally that was different, obviously, all the things. But I think it's a good example, obviously, to model our lives after. And something I was thinking about as we were prepping for this episode was like this idea. I think when you hear about either work-life balance or life balance in general, you have a vision of like a scale and like tipping the scale and how to get it to balance. Well, again, this vision came to me and I don't know how like accurate this is. I'm just sharing my personal way. I've thought through this this summer was kind of like a pie chart, okay? So in every season- I love a good word picture. Keep going. Yeah, like it can be like your day-to-day pie chart. It could be week to week. It could be season to season, year to year. I do think you can have not balance, but you have 100% of your pie chart. And there's gonna be different segments that require more or less of the pie chart. And so if my emotional needs with my kids and being a mom and just like having more brain space to really- be there for them more than just picking them up and running them to the next activity. That might take a bigger chunk of the pie. So that means my book club that I love and get social fulfillment out of once a month might have to go down to nothing for a season. Or maybe I feel really called to be a part of like a neighborhood committee because I feel called to like love on my neighbors. That might take a little bit more and I might have to pull back my responsibilities in X, Y, and Z. So I like picturing this pie chart because I'm like, no, there is this. When we talk about balance, I do think you can find a good 100% of your life. But 
it's going to make every piece of your life really uneven in different percentages. And that's something to remember. Yeah, I think the sole part of the question when it's asked of like, how do I balance all of these identities? How do I balance being a mom and a wife and a parent and an employee and all of the a neighbor and a friend? How do I balance all this? I think that is the picture that we all want the scale to be level across everything. We want the pie chart to be in equal eight parts. And I think what you're saying is there is a ratio there's like there's different ratios there but it's not an equal balance it is balanced because it's full it makes a whole but it is not balanced in the way that it's equal and i think that's an easy i was even looking up if you guys don't know what the blue letter bible is it's a really awesome tool it's pretty deep but it's a great tool if you are reading in your bible and you want to look up definitions or you want to look up translations or if you want to look up meanings of different words. We have talked a lot about an inductive way of reading the Bible. So if you're going to inductively read the Bible, it is all about bringing context into the readings. So the Blue Letter Bible is an app you can download and you can do a lot with it. But I use it a ton when obviously probably for these episodes, but just in my daily reading, because it's really helpful for me to make sure I'm reading in context of what the Bible is actually saying and that passage is actually saying. But I say all of that because I actually looked up the word balance in my Blue Letter Bible. Well, that's I'm good. Like, How many times is balance in here? Because like, again, this is kind of like the hot topic word. Like we all want balance. How do I get balance? Like, I mean, you could even take it to like the spiritual wellness world. Like we do yoga because we want to be balanced. We go to chiropractors because we want our body to feel balanced. I mean, we want balance in a lot of things, spiritually, mentally, physically. That's a something we crave. Yeah. And I'm Wait, like, what does the Bible I'm actually curious. say? What does it say? Guys, it's like nowhere in the Bible. I mean, it I is randomly say. like three times in the Bible. And the only times it talks about, which I'm in the new international version. So NIV translation. So it could be different in different translations. But the only times it ever talks about balance is talking about like how sharing or serving or giving of different goods are sold and taken care of. So it talks about it is important to stay balanced in the transfer of like, I'm going to give you sheep and you're going to give me this labor back that like we should be as Christians, we should be fair in our balance of our gifts or service back and forth or the weight of this was equal to this. And like we are called to fairness in that. So literally it never talks about the goal is never like Again, this is like a very Western thing that like we want to feel balanced, we want to feel okay in all these areas. So I think how you're describing it of like a pie chart more were different areas. I remember our conversation with Jada a few weeks ago. It was really helpful for me because there's a reality that every personality is different. I may be able to take on more socially than you are because our personalities are just different. My capacity is different. I'm fed by people. You're not fed by people. I'm just using these examples. So you have to take that into account. So when you say you can't really judge how other people, yeah, there's to some extent we can't, but then there's some extent we can, because I think we've talked a ton about on other episodes that there are red flags that we need to give permission to look at for ourselves and for other people to speak into about our lives because we can easily get out of control in what we're trying to push ourselves to do. Yeah, I mean, it's so much control. Like I wrote down here as I was studying for this episode, like Jesus really lived a lifestyle of obedience, of extreme obedience, not of balance. And so above everything else, like your number one calling is to love the Lord your God. And so I look back at his life and I look back at what we're talking about, that there's not like this balance. It's like 
we have created all these systems and molds and like, yes, we do have to live in them, but you don't have to like adhere completely to them. We're still like pledging our allegiance to something greater than like making sure we function in the 2023 American system of how a family should look. And I agree. Like if I have friends who I think this is something we've talked about on episodes before, too, like you're saying that you're exhausted. You say that you're worn out. You say that your marriage is struggling, but you like do something socially every night. It's like, well, how are you spending time with your husband? How are you keeping your calendar open so that you can have rest even mentally, even if it's not like you're physically tired, but you just don't have something on the agenda that night? Like, I think those are kind of those things we're talking about with people. If they're saying one thing, but then showing actions with another, that's where you can kind of see some of those red flags sometimes. Well, I think it's good, just like we're talking about kind of taking the recon, the simple question of like, my husband and I ask each other this all the time, like, is this working? Mm-hmm. Obviously, not like our marriage, but yeah. like, is this working with our kids? You like, have that once you know, a week question. Should we get divorced? <laughs> no. But like, if we're having a disciplined situation with our son and it's just blown up on our face and we turn to each other often, we're like, is this working? Like, do we need to reassess? I think it's really easy to reassess a lot of things in our life when it comes to like, again, outward expressions of how we're achieving because we like to control in that way. But when we have to inwardly say, oh, shoot, is how I'm balancing my life working? I mean, I have had seasons where, again, I'm doing a lot of awesome things that my home is functioning perfect. My kids are in great moods. My kids are in cute outfits. I'm achieving a ton of work. I'm accomplishing a lot. But then I can tell you pretty quickly in a few days time, I feel totally ragged. And I'm like, what was I just doing? Or my marriage is in a really bad situation because I've just not given it the time. And we have to be people who often come back and say, is this working? Is it not working? And then plan accordingly and shift things around accordingly. No, I think it's really wise. I mean, I feel like at this point we have talked about this. We've talked about it. It's something that it's like, I love how my husband's always like, don't talk about it. Be about it. It's like, we've talked about it. You guys ask about it a lot, but like, are we taking what we're hearing and are we making practical changes in our life? Because we could create a whole new podcast just about life balance. But it's like, if you don't just start taking that into your life and practically asking God, God, how do you want my life to look like down to my days, down to what I'm committed to, down to what friendships, that changes everything. Like when we start praying that and asking God to lead our steps, Yeah, it might not be an overnight shift and exactly here's what you should do, but I don't think he turns void to us asking that kind of question. Well, and you know what's awesome is that we serve a really gracious God and we serve a God who knows that we're going to mess up and we're not going to do it right. And so I have found tons of freedom in trying something new and saying like, gosh, God, I am falling apart. I need to do something different. I'm going to try this. And then it doesn't work. And I'm like, oh, well, getting rid of that thing wasn't very helpful. So what do I need to get rid of next? Or what do I need to shift? Or what conversations do I need to have? Or where do I need to spend my time? And so going back to the table to say, like, God, open my eyes to areas that you need me to touch and shift and move and give me the ability and the energy to do so and make it known to me the areas that I'm should just let go of and maybe I should release control about or just no longer care I think that's really freeing too and it's awesome that he meets us in those places that's true hey thanks for going there with us if you loved what you heard don't forget to follow along with us at going there the podcast and it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend talk to you soon Thank you.